Good morning. <clears throat> Welcome to our November 10th Ag Market Network monthly cotton teleconference. I'm Pat McClatchy. want to thank Bayer for being our sponsor that makes uh, this program uh, happen uh, and has since the beginning. Uh, leading our cotton discussion today will be uh, Gerald Nieper. Joining Gerald will be Dr. O.A. Cleveland, Dr. John Robinson, and Kip Butts. Gerald, thanks for being with us and giving us your thoughts on the cotton market. <clears throat> well, thank you, Pat. As um, as you know, we had a crop report come out yesterday and supply demand report to go along with it, and and uh, there were a couple of surprises. I, I think you know, um, you know, the U.S. crop was was revised up by 128,000 to 16.162 million, and at least for me, that was a little bit of a surprise because I think the general expectation out there was that. We we're going to come in with a crop of somewhere around 16.4 to 16.6. Um, the uh, uh, it, Texas did go up; it went up from 6.5 up all the way up to to 6.9 million bales. As you had increases across uh, 1N, 1S, and, and 2N, and uh, minor adjustments elsewhere. So all all those uh, that high plains has really benefited from this. Uh, extended uh, fine weather they've had and and apparently the, the rains that they had here recently didn't didn't do any damage um, and maybe it could even get bumped higher before uh, before it's all said and done I think what was a little bit of a surprise to me especially was a 310,000 bale reduction in the southeast of course it you know it took a while to, to get through all the uh, uh, possible damages from from that uh, uh, storm that we saw not too long ago um, thoughts being, you know, 150 to 200,000 bales lower. So 300,000 bales lower were, was was a bit of a surprise, at least on on my end. Anyway, <clears throat> you know, minor adjustment in the far west. So you know, you're up 128,000 bales. USDA did not make any other changes. So so, uh, so you had a higher crop of 128,000 bales. So how do you end up with ending stocks higher by 200,000 bales? Well, you know, at this time of year, USDA likes round numbers. So through the magic of the unaccounted for category, you were able to add, you know, another 72,000 bales onto ending stocks. Um, so that's uh, so initially, you know, the market took, uh, I, I think, that number a, a little bit negatively, and then it bounced back. But when you get to the rest of the world, let's you know, let's uh, let's look um, on on the world stage. World production was revised higher by 586,000 bales, and and of course all of that or most of it was uh, in in India, 500,000 bale increase and 128,000 bale increase in the United States. So all other countries combined, you had a minor decrease of 42,000 bales. You know, world consumption was revised down to 32,000 bales due to minor adjustments in, in across several countries. <clears throat> so you have a increase in, in uh, production of 586,000 bales and a, a decrease in, in consumption of 32,000 bales, which would lead you to think that ending stocks would only increase 618,000 bales. Uh, yet ending stocks ended increased 956,000 bales. Um, 
beginning stocks were revised higher by 306,000 bales, mainly due to some adjustments in Tajikistan going back to the 2011 crop year that had carried over into this crop year. Also, uh, um, I believe it was uh, Turkmenistan. I can't think right off the top of my head. Turkmenistan, they, they were actually increased. Their ending stocks increased 100,000 bales at the end of this last year, which carried over into, into this year. Um, <clears throat> so beginning stocks were up 306,000. Imports are up 294 which, of course, adds to stocks. Exports were down, uh, were up 334,000, which actually decreases ending stocks. And unaccounted for, you had 72,000 bales. So 338,000 bales and, and all this tweaking with numbers and 618,000 bales as far as uh, difference between production and consumption, that added up to your 956. So. You know, the, the initial reaction, a million bale increase in ending stocks, a, uh, a 200,000 bale increase in U.S. ending stocks. You know, the market was able to react uh, rather violently there. Um, I, I guess once somebody had more than 30 seconds to think about it, and it recovered fairly nice, but ended up the day, you know, on, on a weaker note. Of course, there was a lot of turmoil yesterday in, in, in the markets with the uh, with the election. Um, they, you know, of course, the dollar was down horribly Monday night, Tuesday night rather. Um, the stock market they actually had to stop trading for a while. Um, Tuesday morning or Wednesday morning, people came back to work and thought, well, I guess you know the world hasn't completely blown up just yet so you know let's just jump back in here and and uh, buy some stocks and and rally the dollar <clears throat> so a lot of a lot of activity across all markets yesterday led to uh, some pretty exciting times you know one thing i think that uh, um and i know oa has mentioned it i know that uh, kip has mentioned it uh, several people have mentioned it, and, and I don't want to belabor the issue too much, but I want to get back on uh, on track on the Indian and the Chinese stock situation. But we can all have disagreements with USDA, and USDA I know is going to be different from uh, either the CCA, uh, Chinese Cotton Association, or the CAB, you know, Cotton Advisory Board of, of India, but, you know, right now there's a differential in, in stocks between these two countries and what USDA is estimating of 14.5 million bales. That's, uh, that's significant. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's not a minor, well, you know, they're off by half a million or they're off, you know, by a million bales. It's 14.5 million bales. And you have to wonder, you know, what is going on with uh, uh, with the number crunchers at, at, at USDA, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to sit there and go, well, gee, you know, prices in, in China are over a dollar a pound. <clears throat> um, they must have a lot of cotton because prices are high. I, I guess that's what the thinking is. Yeah, um, it, I, I'm not I'm not sure what what the uh, what the reluctance is to to adjust these stocks. And maybe 14 and a half million bales, I mean, you take it at face value, maybe that's too large. Um, you know, maybe if everybody got, got their heads together, you know, be closer to, you know, 
10 or 11 million bales, but it can't be 14 and a half million bales of cotton. And I, I, I wish USDA would, would do a little more investigating into it and uh, um, try, try to get to the bottom of, of these uh, differentials. I think that's what's keeping this market high right now, um, or higher than it otherwise might be, you know, under the circumstances of a, of a you know, 16.5 million bale crop. You know, last year we're looking at a 13 million bale crop, and we're at 60 cents a pound. You know, we're 16.6 million bale crop, and we're at almost 70 cents a pound right now. And uh, uh, things are just uh, – um, it, it, it just begs the question of, you know, what have they missed over there in China and, and India? Or what have the authorities in China and India missed that, uh, that you know, we don't know about? So <clears throat> um, anyway, that's uh, kind of my, my comments and, and, uh, on, on the, the action so far, Pat. Um, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of – there weren't a lot of number crunching that took place in yesterday's report, but I, so I think that the underlying friendliness in this market has is, is got to be somehow tied back to these uh, stock numbers in both India and, and China. And uh, uh, that would be my report for, for today. All right. Thank you. Let's open it up for, for anyone to comment. So it's, it seems, at least with the China um, situation, that, and I think USDA has stated this twice in previous WASDs, they're making an inference based on the higher prices in China that, that consumption is so much higher so or higher than they had previously thought. So that, that was the reason they were uh, um, uh, bumping, bumping things up and raising, raising Chinese consumption specifically. Yeah. And I... You know, I'm not in a position to to challenge that, except that I have heard some industry people suggest that, well, be careful about making inferences about Chinese demand based on Chinese markets when, you know, they can have as much speculative distortion, at least in their futures, you know, that we have, maybe more. Um, so I've, I've, I've heard a few people question question that inference by USDA that higher prices necessarily means that there's greater demand there so be careful well okay that sounds great there's greater demand so they've taken this more stocks off the market than we think well if you presume that to be correct and i think that's sort of what uh what john was alluding to is maybe the presumption based on prices that it's a demand driven thing may not be entirely accurate we may be yeah. Potentially, USDA could be overstating that consumption. If I look at the relationship between the polyester prices and the uh, the cotton prices, there, I, I've got a question whether you know you would prefer to use cotton, particularly, if, excuse me, if you're exporting that product uh, rather than domestic markets, simply because of your your margins. So again, that's something to question. I, I think it goes back. Uh, to Gerald's point earlier, maybe it's not a consumption. It's just a stock problem. I mean, uh, these things, it's always been a mystery to me, uh, the Chinese uh, and Indian stocks, that they tend to not, I question sometimes their accounting anyway and putting too much uh, kind of emphasis on their numbers uh, without 
kind of going your own way might be an error in and of itself. <clears throat> Oi, have you got any thoughts? Well, I <laughs> I've harped and harped on <laughs> USDA's overestimation of <laughs> of China and and uh, more particularly India. It's best just for me to shut up. <laughs> it, it, it just is, and, and until they get ready to adjust, they're not going to do it. And I, I can only say they're much better people than I am, but it's, it's just a number that uh, needs to be addressed. I think the market just lives with it, just trying to figure out what it is because they can't get a, a good number from USDA. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, I, let's Carol, I'll, I'll, if I may pay it out, I just... Uh, as you said, it was it was difficult to find much in this report, much number crunching. The numbers came out pretty much the same, and while we did see a 200,000 bail increase in U.S. carryover, you you very astutely mentioned that uh, the crop change was only about 130, 120,000 bales, yet USDA rounded that up to a carryover increase of 200,000. And they followed through with that, uh, as I could tell, with most countries, of course, the big exception, India, the 500,000 bail increase. But all other changes seem tended to be, and it's, it's tended is the key word, a change of 20,000 bales here or 3,000 bales here, 6,000 bales here. You know, and you're dealing with 100 million bales. And so those little, little 2,000, 4,000 bale changes weren't hope were not very much. Had a small change in uh, in Vietnam stocks, but uh, that that was not a shocker. That that just ebbs and flows with the demand there, and of course that's one of our major markets. So that that was that was a non a non player as far as the changing in the numbers. So we were left with the same thing we had last with the last last month. It's not any difference. Well, here, here's a question. Uh, will this new president and his administration be friendly to agriculture? Oh, I think without question he will be. I think it's. Uh, I, I think you have a man, a man or or, or or team of people, men and women. I think you have a, a group that's very keen to agriculture, very keen to agricultural trade. I know there's been a big trade discussion. I the the the. Uh, Trade situation with Southeast Asia that uh, that that pending deal may not uh, go through now, but both candidates had voiced their opposition to that, and I actually had thought that would be a good deal to go through with. But uh, hopefully, what we will get will be some uh, fair trade ideas as we look at cotton with respect to China. The past administration has just allowed China to beat us over the head and shoulders uh, up and down our entire body and done nothing about it. So hopefully this administration will step up and speak to fair trade with respect to China. But the concern there is if if over dealing with China and for that matter dealing with Mexico, another cotton trading partner, you know, that here in the short run, you know, they, they get into a conflict, not necessarily over ag, but but ag is affected, you know, in retaliation. That that would be that would be a worry that I would have. Well, I'm not going to worry about retaliation. It's uh, it's a big boy game. It's time we play big boy uh, rules and 
not cater to and pander little situations. Let's go ahead and get the deal done. Uh, if we're thinking about a wall being built, no, I would not think a wall would be built. There may be some reinforcing of what's going on down there, but uh, as I one cotton grower told me yesterday, he said Mississippi has a yield of 1,000, what was it, 1,214 pounds on average yield. He said with that kind of yield, you can take Mississippi cotton farm and he can pay for the wall. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> I, I, besides the trade uh, issues that uh, always alluding to, and and whether or not uh, um, we're getting beat up on the trade wars, um, I, I think just from a producer standpoint, you know, at the local level, um, the uh, the regulatory environment. Um, it just seemed like, you know, every time you turned around, especially here in California, you know, every time you turn around, there was another regulation that was coming out that was putting increased uh, cost <clears throat> um, and time and effort on the growers' part to do anything on the farm. Um, I mean, this, the, the, you know, waters of the U.S., um, you know, yeah. everything, that, that yeah. you know, the list can go on and on and on forever. And you've got to be able to free these guys up to, to do something. I mean, um, it, uh, it was just getting to the point of, of being ridiculous. Um, you know, unfortunately, the, the left took something and just ran too far left with it, you know. And, and now you're going to have to start backing off of some of that stuff. And uh, you know, let free people up to to do what they what they do and do I well. I think that's an excellent point. The regulatory um, regime had just gotten out of control. But if you look at the overview of what the man has talked about as far as moving the economy, it's uh, it's going to bring in some inflation into the markets uh, in the general economy, which will certainly be a benefit. Uh, now, there are different kinds of inflation, but uh, I'm going to consider this more, quote, across-the-board inflation type, uh, which would very much benefit uh, cotton farmers and the textile industry and anyone that's essentially in business. He's talked about cutting the, um, the corporate tax rates. If you can do that in conjunction with a little inflation, you can actually move. I'm not talking about 5 6%. Uh, GDP, but I am talking about a better growth rate. If we talk about what's going on in the U.S. for the last several years, we've been stagnating is probably a, a, a nice word, way to describe it. So I think given that, that's going to be in and of itself a momentum that will help ag just on its own. And I'll add one more thing. This is in the category of, uh, uh, you might call it a pre-rumors, but uh, I, I heard on the radio yesterday some discussion about Rick Perry, former governor, former ag commissioner, and former cotton farmer, uh, being contacted by the Trump administration about a potential, and they were talking about it in, in terms of a USDA uh, bureaucratic appointment, maybe ag secretary or something, which, if 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 all that happened, then presumably that would be, you know, a, a familiar uh and sympathetic um, secretary, so that'd be good. Those rumors are abundant. I know the there was the radio here had the governor of Mississippi 
serving as the Secretary of Agriculture, and I, to my knowledge, I don't think he can even spell agriculture. Uh, <laughs> well, the, I wasn't going to comment on abilities of anybody. <laughs> yeah. Those, a, a number of people, uh, I know I heard one industry person speak of it yesterday, but it's been floating around Mississippi for weeks that Mississippi State University would lose its uh, president and a former deputy secretary of agriculture would return to Washington in the name of Mark Keenum yeah, as the yeah. secretary. So, you know, it's that's uh, it, it may be whoever. Uh, Maybe Pat McClatchy yet. It probably I'm will not. be whoever, away. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Won't be from Kern County. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about price. Let's talk about price here. We've seemed to be trapped in a box with regard to price. Uh, OA, where where are we going? Well, I personally think we're going a little bit lower. I have uh, been one to want to take this market higher, and I'm not giving up on it yet. We've got another week before first notice day. We've got. Uh, Still got to get our call sales and purchases in order. Not a lot of search stocks, so they've been growing. I just tend to think now that we have a good handle on crop size, that the markets can back off a little bit or the trade can back off a little bit. Uh, mills have priced themselves. They've gotten in a hole, getting very far behind in pricing. They've caught up somewhat. I just don't see the scramble for cotton that we had been seeing and uh, if we don't go lower, I just period don't see us going higher. We stay stagnant somewhat. But I would tend, tend to think that we've got uh, two or three cents lower and that we can break down to around 65 cents. Okay. John, what are your thoughts? I I, I agree with that. It's that thought and that range, I think 65 would be the low. Um, and as Owe mentioned, there is a, I think a notable discrepancy between on-call sales and in, in the spring uh, crops. So there, you know, there may be some some upward volatility or fireworks uh, uh, in the next calendar year. But right now, 65 on the low, and I don't know, 72 or three or something on the high. Okay, Kip. Well, um, I think we're just we've been seeing the sideways market. I think this week we're we're trading options. Uh, I think we're just in this range because when it goes up a little, option traders have to hedge, and goes down, they have to hedge. So that's the range we're in now. I, I'm afraid this on-call sale position for December is a bit over-concerning uh, for the upside because the specs are still very long, and I think there's plenty of uh, of give and take. Each one can uh, can offset the other. So I tend to agree that short-term. Uh, there's more downside. I think on Monday, after we get the options off, we'll probably see uh, a little more downside. But there is some uh, some mills that need to cover. I, I don't know whether it'll be fixation or just buying a little more cotton. I have been a bit surprised at how uh, supportive the mills have been. I thought we would need a little lower prices, and that kind of you know, supports the argument that some have made that mill use is a lot better uh, not just in China, but mill use is a lot better worldwide than some have given it credit, and that would have to be me because I've thought that uh, we've been overstating consumption for a while. So 
I maybe have to rethink that. But my downside is 63 cents. Upside, I don't maybe 71 uh, in the near term. But I, I certainly agree with John's thought that we may get a little bit more volatility and possibly upside action in the March contract, or possibly May after the first of the year. Uh, but part of that's going to depend. Much of that, I guess, is going to depend on the global economy, and I expect we'll see some kind of continued uncertainty, given uh, given the current administration, what might be some rhetoric to keep things uh, sort of uncertain, so to speak. Okay, Gerald, what are you thinking? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> you know, it is a little disturbing right here that uh, um, that that mills aren't. You know, I think mills are all full full up for the near term. Um, which I do would agree that we need to go lower to uh, to generate some more sales. So uh, while the grower may look at a at a move down to sixty five cents as oh geez you know that's a bummer, I think it'll be good in in the long run because uh, you, you've got to get uh, you're going to have to do something to stimulate some demand. And uh, so I, I think that uh, I think a move down to I don't know if sixty five cents will do it, but uh, you know. Somewhere between sixty-five and, and sixty-seven cents, I think will be will be good trade support. And on the upside, uh, you know, gosh, you know, sixty, seventy, seventy to seventy-one cents here in the short term. So, you know, sixty-five to seventy-one. Um, and uh, but as Kip said, we're we're fighting the we're fighting the options right now. <clears throat> um, I think after uh, after Friday, we see what the open interest in December does, and uh, and then we got first notice day coming up, and a lot of a lot of mills have to uh, have to fix or or roll their position, and I I don't think they'll they'll be rolling. They're just hanging on, waiting for this thing to break. So, um, you know, we're probably not going to get a whole lot of movement between now and, and first notice day in, in the in the marketplace. Any any other thoughts, Pat? If I may, I'm just curious what the other guys are thinking. I I, I continue to carry exports at 12.5 million bales, uh, and in the back of my mind, think that's low. Uh, USDA has not shown much encouragement to increase exports, and it is early. I certainly agree with them. I'm not 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 casting a stone there. But what do you what, what do y'all think about exports? We have the crop to do it. The exports have been pretty strong, yet above seventy one cents, seventy two cents. We they cut off pretty strong, but you get them back, get the markets back down to sixty eight cents. We have some outstanding sales. What 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 are what are you what are the others thinking in terms of exports for the year? I um, this is Skip. I have uh, at eleven eight twenty right now, uh, so I'm kind of okay with with USDA's number, and I'm kind of predicating that on what I perceive to be a little bigger increase uh, in the Indian crop size. I think uh, Pakistan's going to add a little bit more. That's going to curb their imports a little bit. Pakistan has been a great importer. I'm not sure that's going to hold up the rest of the year. Uh, I should say importer, great great buyer. I'm not sure that's going to hold up. But at my 11.8, for what it's worth, my bias is that I might 
might be a bit low on that. So I'm not at a, a 12 and a half or 13, which I am here. Some people talk about, but but um, I, I'm not overly optimistic right now, okay. simply because I think there's going to be enough supply out there. Yeah. Well, I'm like you. I do think the Indian crop gets a little larger if you get. I didn't really see the number increasing much. I mean, if they find 100,000 more bales of Texas cotton in the next production report, then I figured, you know, they may ratchet up exports accordingly, but I'm not really seeing any kind of demand pull or real strong price reaction, so I, I wasn't expecting much of a change. We got 181,800 bales today, I think, on the export sales report. So that's Yeah, and, and to... To do a twelve and a half million bale export number, you know, we probably need to we, we need to sell about one hundred and sixty thousand bales a week, and that was before today's report. So, I mean, at least we're on schedule for for twelve and a half million bale export sales number. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Thank you. But uh, I, I think to feel comfortable with that, you'd like to see, you know, maybe a two or three week period where we had you know three fifty to four hundred fifty thousand bales in, in sales. Right and uh, yeah. uh, really move things along. Any, and if any, we can get down to sixty-seven cents, maybe we'll we'll see that. But uh, uh, the big weeks we have had have been probably what sixty-eight and a half cents and below. So I'm just kind of thinking that that's that's what I recall. But anyway, okay. Well, let's wrap it up. We want to thank our sponsor, Bayer. Uh, for making our program possible. Thanks to Gerald for leading our discussion today. Thanks for our, to our panel for their all their contributions. And thank uh, thanks to you, our listeners, for joining us. That concludes uh, this meeting of the Ag Market Network teleconference. Thank you. Thanks, thank you. Thank you.